no one's complaining like, ah, oh, you ruined it. And those people are just clearly perverts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Seriously. I like what I think Leland was saying. He's like, under boob means evil. That's what it is. Thank you for listening to Comedy Issues, your favorite geeky podcast full of rants, ramblings, and ravings. I'm your host, Andy Silva. Along with me is my co-host and one of the greatest geeks in the world. Elizabeth Wallace. <laughs> I can never tell if you're doing like the uh, let's get ready to rumble voice or if you're doing Tony the Tiger one of the others to me it's a little of both that's fine that's fair it's a little of both if, if I had a strobe light uh, it would be going off okay um, <laughs> spotlights going all around the uh, area and, I kind of uh, like to think of myself uh, in, inside the squared circle in Madison Square Garden announcing and then you come down the ramp with like pyrotechnics going and oh, the theme song all that all that all that yeah, yeah I'm, I've actually kind of been getting back into wrestling <laughs> did I tell you I told you already i read the um and it's going to come out in december i got a review copy andre the giant closer to heaven the graphic oh, novel yeah? it's good and um the author brandon easton i was talking with the pr guy mm-hmm. and i had read it and i was going to put a review and i said do you think brandon easton would maybe answer a few questions via email and he totally did oh, so it'll be have cool. like a few question and answer and it was i got the answers back i'm like this is just brilliant i mean i'm gonna have like two paragraphs of my review and the rest is just going to be yeah, his stuff because yeah. I'm like, I'm not going to take time away from him being yeah. brilliant. So, But it's good. He grew up, you know, the author grew up watching wrestling, yeah. really loved it, remembered all the, the big moments and everything and really just wanted to tell the story. So it's cool. That's super cool. And it's all told like from the point of Andre the Giant, like in his mm. voice. And one of the things I asked him was like, did you ever meet him? He was like, no, never. But, you know, he watched like documentaries and interviews and stuff. And that's how he like yeah, kind of talks like him. Figured out the, the, the voice. Yes, the exactly. The and then the guy who uh, drew it, Dennis Medry, I think his name. Mm-hmm. And have you ever seen, what is it? It's kind of the reworked, it's not steampunk. Uh, what does he call it when it's, he did the Wonder Woman kind of dressed like a cowboy the Western oh, pictures. Like a... Hmm. He's done a few. What is it? What the hell is that called? Wait, like the ones we see on like DeviantArt? Yes, exactly. That that's Dennis oh, Majors. He, yeah. he did the whole Justice League exactly. in Western. Exactly. That's him. That's him. He did the whole book, and it's a. It's like those Justice League pictures are kind of like a little on the sketchy side, and yeah. this is a little slightly more cleaner look, but yeah. it's still those like are great designs. Oh yeah, they're wonderful. They're I love the Wonder Woman best, but yeah, so he does it, and you know it's. He doesn't try to do that photorealistic thing that yeah. makes people look so creepy, but you always recognize who he's talking about. So. That's super cool. Is yeah. it just kind of his like wrestling career, or is it his entire it's life? It's his entire life. His whole life, all the way from beginning to end, you know, and all the things that happened. And, and I don't know. It's just like, that dude had a hard life. He really yeah. did. Because just because of his sheer size, he's like always in pain. But he didn't want to take painkillers because he didn't like the way it made him feel mm. so he constantly self-medicated with alcohol i mean it's like apparently like legendary amounts of alcohol yeah. and it's just how his life was led so but yeah it's it's worth a read really is good book awesome all yeah. right well then uh, look out for that it's gonna everybody. mean it's gonna mean a lot more to you because i never watched wrestling when i was growing up yeah. so you're gonna recognize all the moments that were going on and like, all i'll that. recognize the the characters i actually never got real deep into wrestling like in the 80s it was just a thing oh, you yeah. couldn't avoid it no no it was yeah. everywhere yeah exactly um, I didn't 
become like a, a habitual watcher until like the late 90s, mm-hmm. which is called the Attitude Era. And that's like <laughs> where The Rock uh, kind of debuts and yep. Stone Cold Steve Austin uh, yep. and uh, all these guys who are now <laughs> kind of movie stars. Some yeah, of them. Yeah, some of them, honestly. They're making movies. Yeah. Uh, the Rock clearly... Better movies than everyone. Else. But it's true. Not at the beginning, though. I mean, wasn't he uh, in He's that? The Scorpion for- King. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, back then I was laughing at him all the time, and nowadays I'm like, no, he does all right. He no, I watch a movie just for him. Exactly. Like, like, I didn't go to theaters to see San Andreas. Yeah, but I will see it if if it pops up on Netflix. Absolutely. Oh yeah, I'm watching totally, it right away. Totally. Totally. Um, like that guy's just. Human charisma. He really is. It's, now, it's amazing. Was Vin Diesel? Was he a wrestler before he was a movie no. star? He was just a movie star. Just, so. He was a big old geek. Yeah, I know. I've heard about him playing D and D, and then seeing him in um, um, Pitch Black. Pitch Black. Oh, yeah. To this day, it's like one of the greatest movies ever. It is solid. I like it. I yeah. like that flick. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I'm interested to see his uh, Witch Hunter. Like this yeah, coming out soon. yeah. I didn't even realize he was in that until recently. So yeah. that'll be that'll be good. That'll be fun. Um, I, I like that he keeps trying to bring back a bunch of his um, previous movies. Like he wants to do another another triple X film. Okay. Um, Fast and Furious has got three more coming. Oh, three more! Holy three more! Crap. What are they? They've already gotten what seven was the most recent. I think so, yeah. So they're just trying to go for an even 10? I guess so. Sure, that's fine. I mean, you can get there. Why not? Jason could do it. Yeah, exactly. And they're making all the money, and people will continue to go see them. Yeah. Yeah. How many more movies does Transformers have? Oh, my God. You know what? I think I just read... uh, So Transformers is at four. Yes. I think I just read that... Hasbro's approved four more movies. (gasps) Not counting... The side movies that they want to do. What are the side movies? They want to do like spotlights. Oh, you know, if it wasn't Michael Bay doing them, I might be all right with it. But I know, you know, I know those movies are not for Transformers fans; they're for Michael Bay fans, and that's True. why they keep making all the money because Michael Bay fans are crazy. I'm sorry, that's you mean, the, but you you're crazy. One? No, uh, it's on Netflix now. I'll I've seen it. Okay, it happened. I, I will admit, it's probably the best of the four. Really? But that's a very low bar. It is, but at the same time, I mean, I don't know. I actually own the first one, mm-hmm. mostly because I was so excited when it came out. Yeah. And so I can't ever forget that excitement, but I've never seen the second and have no plans to. You're, you're doing all right. The third one is not great. No. I don't know. Do you know what I just watched last night? Speaking of, all right, so you know the guy who plays the crazy FBI agent or secret yeah, agent, yeah, yeah, what's yeah. whatever his name is and everything? I just watched for the very first time last night The Big Lebowski. <laughs> I've never seen it before. And he's Jesus in there. Yeah. And I'm like, holy crap. He is so over the top in that movie. It was yeah. fun. It was, it, was, it was a fun movie. Uh, I don't quite see why people are so fanatic about it, but it was fun. Um, yeah, I've never quite gotten it either. Like, it's quotable. Oh, definitely, yeah. Um, it, it's got its own charm to it, yeah. but I've, I've never... It's funny, it got to the end, and I was like, you know, when he's given his little soliloquy to the screen, and I'm like, well, it can't be the end, you haven't wrapped everything up. But then I thought about it, I'm like, no, you have. I guess all the questions are answered. I guess it happens. Yeah, that's fine. It was fun. I liked it. Well, as far as uh, other kind of uh, news going on related to the television, uh, two comic book properties uh, have been floating out there in the the television ether as possible new shows. Uh, One... We are scratching our heads over, and mm-hmm. the other one I think we're pretty uh, pretty up for. Mm-hmm. 
Mm, let's start with the bad. Yeah. Um, so Zack Snyder is talking to HBO about doing Watchmen there in a in a series. Yeah. Now, this can go from. I think this can go from bad to worse. Right. He could either be he could want to remake Watchmen as from the movie expand it, you know, fill in I guess all the things he didn't do in the movie. Okay. Uh into a 12-part series. Sure. That might be I think the best we could hope for. Yes. The worst being a sequel cuz I don't see a sequel. No. Possible. No. I mean I think people keep clamoring for a sequel, so I can understand why he would think that would be a thing he could do. But I think I think maybe the, the money people might be. Yeah. Because no. it made a bunch of money. Yeah. I don't you think fans the, are. You saw the movie. So yeah. you're, you're, and I actually like the movie. And you've read the book? I have. Okay. And I like the book more. Of course, of course. There were different things he did. It's funny, the thing I liked best about the entire movie was the intro, with yeah. the um, um, who was doing the song at the beginning with um, his face. Uh, my brother-in-law is probably beating oh, his head against the so table much, at this point that I can't remember his there's name. There's so much classic rock in there. Is it um, Dylan? Is it Dylan in the beginning? I think so. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm probably wrong. Sorry, people who are screaming at me for getting it wrong. I like the intro and everything yeah. else. I'm thinking of like fine. one of the other montages where it's Jimi Hendrix all along the yeah. Watchtower. Yeah, no. But that's not... Not, that's not in the intro. That's not the intro. No. I, think, I think you're all right, though. I think it is Dylan. I think so. Maybe. Anyway. Yeah. We were talking before the podcast. I mean... The idea of doing Watchmen again starts to feel like all the attempts to make Dune, because mm-hmm. I just don't know if it's translatable into something like a movie. Um, but people keep trying, you know? Yeah. People keep making the attempt, so... Eh, I don't know. If it comes out, I'll watch it. Yeah. I don't know like, if I'll like it. For... I, I like Watchmen the movie, because I feel it did decently well enough to kind of capture the story. Right. It doesn't get quite as psychological. Mm-hmm. Uh, and honestly, I think just seeing some of that stuff on the big screen made it look kind of cheesy. Some of it. I think it, I think it made it look plastic a little. Yeah. The effects, they were pretty good most yeah. of the time. But yeah. yeah, there was some strange... And I don't yeah. think the endings have the same um, impact. Right. Because we go from like insanity and like something very visceral that is shocking to see on the on the on the page to just explosions yeah. which we're so used to in film right that it i it, it doesn't have near the same impact yeah but it's kind of hard to i mean in the book it was just it wasn't it wasn't even necessarily an explosion right it was a thing no. that was dropped into the city and in its dying throes it just kind of like it seems like madness. Yeah, exactly, and takes out everybody in the entire city. Yeah. I think that's probably hard to do visually and make it really scary. <laughs> like you're just like, I'll oh, just make it explode. It'll be I fine. Think, I think they could. I would probably assume because to me, those pages are so intense. Yeah, and like, and there's what you see, and then there's what's in the caption boxes yeah. of like people like ripping themselves open, yeah. like clawing at other people, like everything, everything. That would hold a person back, like yeah. any kind of morality, it's gone. Like people, I think at one point there's something about uh, a mother attacking its child. Like, yeah, yeah, unimaginable yeah. things. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, and can I, you do that? I mean, even if you can do that, I mean, you've got. I, I would think like a production company. Someone's like, hey, we want like people to be able to walk out of this film and say it's good, not be shocked to death. Yeah, exactly. Because you've got. 
Did you ever see Event Horizon? I feel like I have, but I don't remember. Uh, I saw a horror movie in space, Sam yeah, Neill's in same, it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's a scene where people are pretty much like, when they go through the event horizon for the first time, the crew basically turns on each other, and some people are turning inside out and everything, and you get the briefest little flash of it, and to this day, it bothers the crap out of me. It's <laughs> really... And I'm like, it would kind of be in order to do it justice, it would be that scene, but spread out for like a good five minutes to really absorb all that. And yeah, yeah I, I think... That's going to push him probably past an R rating, you know? What yeah. was that movie? Was that movie a PG-13? I think I think it was R. Okay. Yeah. Right. I, I remember, because I remember when it came out, it was not a movie I knew I was, I'd be like allowed to watch. Okay. My parents were very kind of back and forth about R flicks. <laughs> right. When I was, when I was a teenager. Right. Um, but, uh, I mean, the, 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 the middle of bad to worst though is prequel, because at least there are comic books. Um, yeah. DC did a couple years back. There's something to pull from yeah. there, but I feel I feel you you got lucky with as good as Watchmen is. Yeah, I don't think you can get lucky again. Even if you brought it into a series, and although I like Zack Snyder movies, I'm not necessarily liking them for their thought provoking, you know, developed story. Right, right. He makes. He makes movie candy for me. Which that's I, sweet. Yeah. It's not good for me, but it's a fun time. Yes, exactly. Yes, exactly. Though Leland's still got a pretty good mat on for oh, Snyder, yeah, he, right? He, he hates him. <laughs> like listen to any given movie issues podcast and you'll you'll hear him say something nice. It's pretty awesome. I mean, between that and J. Scott Campbell, those are his two nemesis, right? Yeah. You know, pretty much. But at least J. Scott Campbell, he has a, like a love-hate relationship. Yeah, he loves his art, but he hates that he's not consistent with producing it. Yeah. You know, or something. What is it? Leland always goes on about the calendar. Yeah, like uh, a 12-month calendar and it's late. <laughs> yeah, that's probably not yeah. good. Like, that's yeah. the one thing a calendar has to do is be on time. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> it's probably the most critical thing about a calendar. J. Scott Campbell's probably like, but you're not using it as a calendar. You're using it for my art. And like, but it's the principle yeah. of the thing. And I'm pretty I mean, sure there's people who are not using it for a uh, calendar or yeah. art. Art, <laughs> quote unquote yeah. art, right? Um, but the other thing uh, that I'm actually uh, really up for, I think is pretty cool, a damage control 30-minute uh, comedy series. I, yeah, I like this idea. Yeah. I really do. Now, for anyone who uh, who doesn't quite know, Damage Control is a mini-series that Marvel's done a couple times where it is essentially the construction crews who have to clean up the mess after superheroes go through and save the day. I love this idea. I yeah. really do. Any kind of Any kind of show that looks at the back end of stuff that's going on, you know, and to the, see people living their daily lives with this craziness going around, I love that idea. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like we've we've made the joke a couple times on the podcast that the 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 best industry to be in in Marvel New York is construction because mm-hmm. this is ridiculous. Yeah, like yeah. same thing with like Metropolis, like anything where you got superheroes fighting. There's buildings getting crushed. There's pavement, like pavement alone. Traffic must be so incredibly awful. Oh God, yeah. For weeks after something happens because. The thing hits the ground and suddenly there's a crater. Not a pothole. No. A crater. I mean, just a lot of those superheroes just walking down the street, they're doing property damage, you know? know, Uh, They they bump a light post that goes down. Yeah, they don't even think. But then you you can even start spreading it out. I mean, it's just like... 
if it's not a construction problem, it's um, a containment for a plague. It's yeah. they let loose all of the animals in the zoo, and now you've got to bring them all back. Yeah. I mean, you could just play with this idea forever. Yeah. Um, and I would honestly, we've got S.H.I.E.L.D. and Carter, and we've got Flash and Arrow, and we've got all these great hour-long shows mm-hmm. that are sometimes very heavy. Yes. Flash is the least heaviest, but it's still intense. It's got its moments, yeah. Uh, I love the idea that they're willing to take on a 30-minute comedy. That'd be great. That's still comic booky. Yeah, especially for all the people who do complain that they don't like. I mean, comics nowadays are trending towards the dark and gritty side, mm-hmm. is what people are... But some people don't like that. They just want to have, like, a fun time. And so, yeah. there, there you go. This I, I love having at least one or two just fun books that yeah. just... Wash away all that darkness and just kind of are a fun read. Exactly. Instead of, you know, like, oh, man, oh, man, this is going bad. There's a comedian, I think it's Dimitri something. Dimitri Martin. I think that's what he was talking about. um, He loves the idea you've got Grand Theft Auto, and he always certain things he wonders about, and he wants to have a game where you play the people who have to take care of all the people who were hit by cars and went over. It's like, hey, what are you doing, man? I'm playing Super Busy Hospital, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Same type of idea. Just step behind the, 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 the heroes and like it, we're, we gloss over this stuff so often. Oh yeah. I mean, oh, not yeah. Man of Steel because people made a big deal about all that destruction. <laughs> well, that was just like over the top destruction. Yeah. yeah. Um, but someone's got to fix that. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. someone has to fix all this other stuff that the superheroes walk away from. I just because yeah. they don't want to be arrested. Just I saw something. Uh, that somebody had had their, their house ransacked, whatever, and people had torn stuff down looking for something and everything. And the first thought that comes into my head is, I can't imagine trying to clean all that crap up that somebody's gone through and trashed it. Well, even worse if you've got, like, a wall down. I mean, yeah. you're going to come home from work, half your house is destroyed. What the hell's going to happen? And yeah. it's just going into the minutia, that would be really funny. And it'd be super great, too, because our Marvel Universe, our, our movie universe is getting so big. We can. You could even tie it into the back ends of Daredevil and uh, another Avengers movie, or yes. you know anything that's happening. Yeah, and you wouldn't have to see any of those people. You wouldn't have to pay the big stars the money to come. You could just show. talk about. Them. Yeah, exactly. That's all you'd need, and yeah. especially if they managed to tie it in where, you know, you have like a mid-season, you know, episode come in. And it's all big destruction and everything, and the very next show they're like in the same place, cleaning up the same mess. It'd, yeah. be, it'd be a great like little. Easter egg for the people who are watching those shows. They wouldn't have to watch the other shows, but you'd be like, that happened last episode. I remember that. It'd be the glue that binds all of this Marvel cinema together. Yeah, I I really like the idea. I think it'd be really awesome. It'd be super fun. Um, And because it's comedy... You don't need a bad guy. No, like you don't. You don't need like some kind of long arcing evil force that the damage crew is trying to figure out. Yeah, you just go in there, thirty minutes, make some jokes, and then and that's you're it. Out. Yeah, and the bad guys are almost the good guys, you yeah. know, because there's going to be some resentment with these people. They're like, oh crap, again, yeah. jeez. You know, you got to pick up uh, Hulk supersized uh, purple pants. <sighs> Jeez. Boom. I, yeah. I could write five minutes on that. <laughs> exactly. On Very now. much so. Oh, God. Uh, the city that the Hulk trashed in Age of Ultron. Yeah. God. Uh, so I'm I'm really hoping that actually happens. That'd be fun. Really um, fun. The, uh, the, the Watchmen thing is just rumor. Nobody knows anything other than Zack Snyder uh, and HBO have talked about Watchmen. Okay. Um, in the article I read uh, from comicbook.com uh, said that HBO talks to a lot of people yeah. where nothing happens. No, it's true. So 
it, it doesn't. This doesn't mean that we're even close. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's just a thing, and I thought it was a thing kind of worth pondering about. Yeah. Like, if it happened, how would we feel? Yeah. I think we would feel negative a, a about it. A little nervous at this yeah. point. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, as far as the books that came out this week, another uh, light week. We're here on the eve of all new, all different. Uh, so, these light weeks are going to disappear. Uh, because fuck, so many of those books look so good. Yeah. But uh, we get to close out some stories. Uh, first off, Inferno number five, um, the, the sad story of one brother uh, and his hopeless cause to yeah. try and save his demon sister. And my the, my favorite thing about this book was the art. It's a uh, Garon or Garon. Um, Could be either way. Yeah, either. You're welcome to come to the podcast. Please come on the podcast. We'd love to talk to you and pronounce your name right. I really liked all of the art in it. Um, it always, it's 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 funny. It's real detailed and really pretty to look at. But it's also strangely lighthearted in places. I mean, you've got uh, Dark Child sitting in this giant park where things are going crazy around her, and she's sitting eating a hot yeah, dog. Yeah, hot yeah. She like the. It's in the dialogue box. Uh, nom nom nom. But I kind of feel like with how this book has been and, and Dennis Hopeless and his kind of sense of um, sneaking in the, this comedy, she might be saying nom nom nom. She might actually be. Yes. Yeah, I was noticing that in this book more than other books, the kind of like the onomatopoeia is being written out like one person and they're dying and they say death, death rattle. rattle. Yeah. yeah. I saw that. And it's even spelled without the A, death rattle. Just, I don't, that was just cute. And then at another point, somebody attacked someone who was leg sweep and that was actually written out. I'm like, that's, it's, it's yeah. weird that as dark as this book is, it has a real lighthearted element but to like, it. This book didn't really start that way, did it? I feel this book no. gradually became a little more slapsticky. Yeah, I noticed in the last book, I love that when Tabitha, Boom Boom, or uh -huh. whatever her name is now, uh, she brings in Mr. Sinister, and she's like, it's just great, and he repaired me, and it's wonderful, he's going to save us all, and... They're, of course, like, looking at Sinister, like, yeah. what? And he's like, did I do this thing over here? Of course. Did I make these clones of this over here? Yes. Did I completely brainwipe Tabitha so she should be on my side? Of course I didn't. Tabitha's like, wait, what? <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> what happened? Yeah. But um, it, that that's when I first started noticing getting a little bit on the slightly silly side. Yeah, maybe. like <laughs> campy, slapsticky yeah. uh, kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I mean... At this point, the all, the whole domain of um, Manhattan. I don't know. It, yeah, but there's like several of them. Did they ever name this domain? I mean, I know that this is like the hell area, but it was one portion of the domain. So um, I, I think they just always called it Inferno because that was even though there was kind of a New York around it, the, the focus was the hell. Yeah, that yeah. it was that it was containing. I guess if if this place had a job it was to contain it sure um but uh the, the demons have gotten loose they've demonized all kinds of things a lot of the background stuff you'll see weird stuff just become demon-esque like like as if possessed you know small side note i didn't eat something before i came into this coming to this podcast and i keep seeing the hot dogs i'm like oh, crap, yeah, yeah i really I'm want a, a hot dog yeah. we're, we're, move past <laughs> yeah. that. we're just kind of flipping through the book as we do but uh it's kind of peculiar because this dark child is really reveling in her win over the X-Men. Yes. Completely disseminating. Disseminating? Disseminating? Like, that means breaking it down, but, you know, what is she doing? 
Destroying. Destroying, yeah. I thought there maybe you're... I could use a fancier word, but That's that was fine. wrong. I think, well, she's probably disseminating New York. That probably counts, too. So, um, yeah. But she's destroying all the X-Men. There's only, like, just a, a handful left when Sinister meets there, and Dark Child eating hot dogs mm-hmm. gets word of it. She's like, oh, well, that's interesting. She's kind of careless about it. Yeah. She's yeah. like, well, I, I guess I'll have to fight them both. She's way confident, because I think... At this point, she knows the only person who could possibly defeat her is Colossus because he's got the sword. Mm-hmm. But that's her brother who's been trying to save her for five years, and she's like, he's never going to do yeah, it. Yeah, she's, she's so confident. Never going to do it. Yep, yep. yep. Um, she, I don't think she really believes that Sinister and the X Men can even team up. No, nope. um, like she knows she knows the score yeah. between uh, between them. And hell, you've got you know Scott Summers taking pot shots at Colossus. I mean, Scott Summers showing himself to be a colossal ass even in this version of it. Um, the X Men can't even pair up with each other at this yeah, point. There's, so there's so so much uh, just love lost. Yeah, uh, yeah. in in the scene where you've got a handful of X Men left. You've got uh, the Goblin Queen and all of her goblins. You've got Sinister and now all these clone demon uh, boom booms. And none of them, none of them can even kind of stay on the same side long enough to save themselves. Yeah, really, they, you know. I, I I don't know. I don't know uh, what 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 way this goes. In some stories, they would at least make it to the battlefield. Yeah. Yeah. And things would fall apart there. Yeah. But no, here, everything falls apart before a plan can even be formed. Exactly. I mean, Madeline, who remembers what Sinister had created her and gave her false memories yeah. and destroyed her life and everything. And there is absolutely no chance for one second she's going to be on his side. But he's like, you know, hey, I'm immune to your telepathy. It's not going to happen. She's like, well, you are. But Boom Boom isn't. And that, I thought, was that was a real cool yeah. moment right there. That boom was Boom Boom. Kill Sinister. Which also was kind of cool because in a lot of other books, Boom Boom would have thrown something at him and it would have knocked him back or whatever. Mm-hmm. No, it disintegrated him. Yeah, she just, just like supercharges yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a, a, a Boom Boom. Yeah, exactly. Uh, completely takes him off uh, from the waist up. Uh, and then just anarchy uh, is, is created. Uh, the... Boom Boom Demons try and attack Madeline. Havoc jumps in the way and becomes crispy. Yep. Um, and, and then the only, I guess the only chance you, you could have seen is the only army left that could have possibly uh, taken on Dark Child, which still seemed like a suicide mission. Yeah, exactly. Um, really just falls apart. Everyone's dying left and right. In the end, you've got Colossus, Domino, and Boom Boom are the only three people who make it out of what wasn't even the final battle. It was just everybody gathering together to try and be on the same side, and it totally didn't work, and yeah. now everybody's... So that's that's it. And he's like, okay, this is it. I can't do this anymore. And he goes off to find Dark Child. But man, she she has him. She plays him so well over and over again. Because he comes at her with the sword... And she, He's such a sad sack. He really is. It happens over and over again. And it actually was starting to piss me off that she appears as magic, like yeah. magic. And she's like, but you can't hurt me. And he's like, no, I can't. She's like, ah, I gotcha. And she does it again and again. <laughs> I'm like, God. Like, I wonder, I wonder if that really would happen. I think in this case, I mean... He like, he was really in some serious denial, like five years in a row and people dying for this cause and sure, he like could, couldn't let it go. That's been his flaw this entire yeah. little miniseries yeah. is that he just can't 
give up on the fact that his sister's in there somewhere, despite yeah. how awful oh, she is. Yeah, yeah. But I'm curious, like in, in a real life situation, could someone actually be fooled? Like, it, it happens in movies and, and, and books all the time, where it's like, oh, terrible demon. And yeah. then for then instantly, like, oh, don't hurt me, I'm innocent. I, I tend Would to anyone think, flinch? I think so. I really do. Like, like It makes our minds feel so seem so fragile that we could be so easily fooled. I think you probably have to picture it with the right person. Like, you probably have to, like... It probably, you know, I can think of several co-workers that I would totally not care. I'm like, <laughs> no, I don't believe this is true. <laughs> but then I think, yeah, sorry, I'm I'm a twin. And if it was Catherine, I'm just like, if she suddenly appeared exactly back as herself, I'm like, this is not going to be possible for me to do this. I cannot okay. imagine. So, yeah, you'd have to really. It's got to be the right circumstance. It does have to be. It's exactly. Be, and it's got to be as close as blood. And she knows. she's, And I don't think he really would have been able to take her out. Even as Dark Child, but seeing her as magic, I'm like, mm-hmm. nah, I don't, yeah, yeah no, over um, and over again. He gets fucked up real bad. He gets torn through his chest, which he didn't know was possible mm-hmm. in his uh, in his metal form. It's funny. He says he's bleeding, but he's actually not. I was noticing in it's all this black goo. But yeah, I think that's probably to get past the Marvel sensors or whatever. If you showed that much Maybe. blood around, I don't think they'd be able to. Um, I mean, like, forward it. they they self censor. There is no comic authority anymore no yeah no that's true but there are editors and yeah. publishers and whatever well, they know just like yeah yeah they know there's a line they can't they can't yeah. cross yeah um but then uh domino jumps in gets into the mix gets in puts put gets put into a bad spot and that's when uh that's when colossus can finally put things to rest yep. and by that i mean Cut Dark Child up the middle. Exactly. In, in that. Just, it's like, it's not one of those ones where you have to wonder, oh, I don't know, is she really dead? No, she's dead. No, she's, yeah, she's, she's really, dead. She's really she's dead. She's totally yeah. dead. Yeah. Um, and I really like the conversation. Like, Domino and Colossus are talking, like, you were never really going to be able to do that. Like, Domino had an inkling. She, mm-hmm. she thought, well, maybe if she puts herself in harm's way, that will be able to push uh, over, um, over Colossus. It's, it's risky, but yeah, yeah. Domino's a, a mutant with a luck ability. That had so, to have been helping her out a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that, that's got to kind of be a part of it. She got lucky. Yeah, she didn't die, and uh, and Dark Child is done. Now, what's not explained? Yeah. to me. Yeah, and I bet you it's going to be the same thing yeah. that I have a problem with. Is uh, Dark Child's dead? The day is saved, um, and now Colossus has some new sweet armor and like. Well, they're not mutton chops. I thought they might have been giant mutton chops. It's almost—it's almost a little bit like a gambit uh, face head, yeah, that head weird sort of thing. Head yeah, that goes around the side of the face. the face. Open. Sure, yeah, but that—that that didn't bother me so much as the fact that he's like, "Oh, we're going to portal out with the sword." How did you know the sword could do that? Oh, a little voice told me. I'm like, "Did you seriously just introduce a new ability in the last three pages of a book? That's not yeah. good. No, that's not good yeah. writing. Like you have you have new armor. Yes, new abilities. Yes." Like, these are all things that should have kind of entered at the beginning of the third just, act. Just telegraph it just a yeah. little bit, but like, just literally like, 
hey, I didn't know the sword could do that. Yeah, I didn't know either. Neither did we. Yeah. So, no, 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 no. Like, that's, that's what you do. Like, oh, I couldn't beat her before, but now I've unlocked something. Yeah. And yeah. now I have the power to beat her. Right, exactly. But, uh, I mean, I liked the way he did finally defeat her. The whole domino thing was excellent. It was wonderful. And it's, it's really well, just... It's well played. It's a quibble on my part to be just like, eh, you can't drag something like this in in the end of the fourth act. Yeah, it's, so. it's weird because... This is it. This is the end of this book. Now, uh, if I remember correctly, I don't see any of these versions of these characters in any of the new books. But they may show up in the last Battle Worlds book or last Secret Wars book because they they're saying, you know, into something, I guess. Yeah, they're saying, you know, Doom's knocked because when they're portaling out, they're going to portal out of the realm. So, yeah, you know, they're, they're saying le- they're leaving this place. It's totally boned. Yeah, so um <clears throat> They're saying Doom's not going to be happy with jumping around, and they're yeah, like, eh, whatever. Their their future life is them ducking Thors and sure, you know, getting into getting into trouble. I think we'll see them. They'll they'll put them someplace so we can be like in one of the last few books in the series and be like, oh look, there they, they like are. A recap. Or or just to appear at one point, yeah, you know, there'll be some that. big final dramatic moment. We see them all standing in a crowd off to the side. So, <laughs> Maybe you know, whatever uh, ending we're going to come to, mm-hmm. which. Now it looks like January. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe maybe we'll see we'll get some kind of resolution to mm-hmm. some of these zones. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so the last couple pages, we find uh, Madeline Pryor, um, who is we've known pretty much from debut. Mm-hmm. She's got she's got plans. She these definitely are just, is, this is the long game she's yeah. playing. Absolutely. Uh, her and uh, little Nate they come up to Dark Child's body, which is just expelling Hellfire mm-hmm. that uh, she jumps into and becomes, uh, I guess, the new demon and goblin queen. It's a cool picture, too. It looks, I really like, I mean, the colors are awesome. It's really just one last nice example of how great the art's been in this book. And uh, yeah, Nate's not bothered at all. Nate thinks it's pretty yeah. awesome. Yeah. He's, he's pretty fucked up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, yeah. He ain't right in the head. So, I can't remember Cable. I remember he's Scott Summers' kid. Scott and Madeline's child. He is yes. Scott and Madeline's. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Um, yeah, Scott and Jean, real Jean, have actually never had a child. Yeah, yeah. Um, Scott and Madeline uh, have had um, Cable. Rachel is... Um, I think Scott and somebody else. Oh, really? I yeah. Thought, why did I always think that was actually Jean's kid? Has it, she ever had a kid? From what I remember, and I, I'm only remembering like factoid, right, and not story, so I can't right. back it up, right. <laughs> right. I want to say the there's a factoid that Jean has never actually had a child, and that um, all like Nate Summers, Rachel Summers, they're actually alternate genes, either. Um, Madeline Pryor is a clone. Right. Um, Rachel may be daughter to like an alternate dimension or something right. of, of, of Jean. Right. But I do think they're all Scots. Okay. All right. That doesn't seem very fair. <laughs> I don't want his genes to be spread around quite yeah, that I mean, much. We have know? to make the decision. Yeah. No. Can we go with the less douchey genes? Yes, please. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't know, like in, in, in a post Secret Wars world. Mm-hmm. Um, are are we kind of good? Is this story wrapped up? I like, think do we ever yeah. need to come back to Inferno. No, I actually, I mean, out of all the kind of abrupt endings that we've had with some of these books, 
this one, you know, I guess it feels abrupt because we're so used to these long arcs in Marvel and this one was just five issues and you're like, oh, it's done already. But yeah. I think they did a good job with it. I think it's perfect. I mean, for all my little quibbles that I have. I think the only thing that feels abrupt about it is that we completely leave this world. Yeah, it's and it's done. And that's, yeah. you're like right. The world has no resolution yeah. other than, oh, I guess Madeline Pryor's going to come in and fuck shit up. Sure, sure, yeah. And I think, honestly, we're probably going to see that with every, like, I am so looking forward to seeing what happens with Marvel Zombies. When are we getting the last book? Uh, Zoom? Oh, I really... That and the last book of uh, 1602, Witch Hunter Angela. I really want to see what goes yeah, on there. But I, I suspect that it's going to be the same thing, that I'm going to be like, oh, it's over, and then I have to remind myself, it's because it was never meant to go on for very long. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I'm actually super excited for... Um, the Angela book post sequel yes, wars. Yes, yes. Yep. Where just on on concept alone, Angela goes to hell. Mm-hmm. Uh, the H E L version, the Asgard, and um, I guess kicks hell. Uh, who is the woman who runs it? Yes. I guess. And if anybody's gonna, it's gonna be Angela. Yeah. She could do that. Yeah, Angela runs it. Oh, I want to see Hell run by Angela. That's going to be interesting. Um, and she's doing it to get back Sarah, right? Yeah, I think the whole point is is to kind of get Sarah mm-hmm. back. Mm-hmm. Um, but like with her so, so black and white kind of strict rules of justice and what's fair. Yeah. Because every like in that mythology, everyone goes to hell. Got Wait. it. No, no, because there's Valhalla. Yes. So I guess just people who aren't worthy to go to Valhalla. And is is hell, hell like uh, the idea of our hell? Is it eternal punishment or is it more like the limbo where this is where you go if you weren't good enough? Um, it always seems pretty shitty. So okay. I'm going to assume our like our our version, okay, or our Western version. Yeah. Uh, so more books coming to you. Justice League 44: The Dark Side War continues um, to a lot of. Just big punching. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, it's it's Dark Side and Anti Monitor. Yep, yep Anti Monitor. Yep. And uh, um, they're not even like at one point someone was just like, I don't even know if they know that we're here, and they're like, well, should we pull them apart? Do you want to get in the middle of that? Yeah, so, we yeah. only like was that a good idea? I don't know that that was a good idea, and apparently um, it didn't work out well for everybody. But like, there's there's this real good kind of two page splash page of like. I don't like this position, but I get it's there so you can see both characters, but they're both throwing uh, a punch from the same side and it crosses over. I just don't see how in real life that works. Yeah, it's almost like a swing and a miss, like, I suppose. Yeah, like they're but, yeah. both missing? I guess. Um, and why? Because I'm coming in from not having read the couple books that came previous, because I had to take a break after Convergence. Um, so why do they want to break them apart? Aren't they... Wouldn't the Justice League be against both of them and be like, let's just let one finish off the other and then yeah, we'll then finish we'll try off and, yeah. the other? Like, that makes the most sense. It does. It does. But they're think, actively trying to stop this yeah, from happening. I think their concern is that like when two titans fight each other, like mm-hmm. everybody loses. Like There'll be so much destruction from their fight. Yeah, And I don't even know where this is happening. Uh, yeah, I don't know. looks like some either. kind of Limbo-esque sort it's of not. spot. No? It's on Earth. Oh, is it? All right. Um, yeah, Superman and Lex are on um, um, Apocalypse. Yep. And... Uh, Batman and Green Lantern. Batman's got his Mobius chair, and he's actually kind of being a dick. I mean, oh, I, shouldn't yeah, be so, I shouldn't be surprised that he really is super dick with the yeah. all-knowledge. All uh, yeah, they're bouncing around the multiverse. They're trying to find... Um, Okay, so all right, let's break it down. All right. Okay, so Barry and Batman have gone into the multiverse to try and find the source of Anti-Monitor because no matter who wins, it's still a bad guy. They're both bad guys. So they need something... 
to be able to defeat Anti-Monitor because they kind of know how to fight Darkseid. They got nothing on him. It's sort of the best case scenario, I suppose. Yeah, the devil you know or whatever. Pretty much. I think that's kind of... They're more afraid of Anti-Monitor than they are of Darkseid because they defeated Darkseid. So they're going around... um, they eventually end up on Quard, where is where um, Sinestro's home planet is. Yes. So there's home planet or a planet he was just sent to. Well, they were mentioning here it was the planet that he was banished to. Yeah, so. but I, I keep forgetting. <laughs> Did I don't he think... go, was he banished there because that was where he was from originally? And it just makes you know sense. I don't think so because I think his home planet starts with a K. Okay. So he's sent to Quard, uh, which like if you go back. Um, into the old like Sinestro Wars and stuff. Quartz kind of a big deal. Mm-hmm. The Anti Monitor is kind of is is all there, um, but this is the source of the Anti Monitor, uh, where the original Mobius, who built the chair that Batman is in. Yes, uh, Batman took uh, Metron out of the chair, so Batman is like a third seat in okay. this chair. All right, Mobius uh, found the. What is called the anti-life equation. Okay. Which is complicated in itself. It, it, Nothing it, about the anti-monitor has ever been easy. No, no. But if you say, you know, put the word equation in there, and I'm like, guessing it's probably going to be complicated. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, it is, in fact... Um, well, no. The history on it's gone back and forth. Sometimes it's an equation. Sometimes it's a sentient force. Okay. Um, but this book reveals to you that... Mobius found the equation, perhaps touched the equation, <laughs> messed with it, and now I think we're to assume the Anti-Monitor is this Mobius character. Okay. Who I think is like a, a new god or old god or starts to some seem, kind of god. Starts to seem a little bit like the whole Telos uh, <laughs> <laughs> nonsense going yeah. on. And is Telos himself? Is he actually somebody else? Uh, What's we'll find out on? when his book comes out I soon. I swear I put a poll in the most uh, last week's, not the one you're listening to, but the one that came mm-hmm. before, um, about like of the DC books that are out right now, which do you think is going to be next on the chopping block? Yeah. And I threw a few in there and I put Telos. And I'm like, I know it hasn't come out yet, but seriously, Telos is not really a gripping character as far no, as I was concerned. I don't think he should get his own book. Yeah. But, it's yeah. the same with like Talon after Court of Owls. Yeah, exactly. Well, like, I'd say Talon has better chances than Telos. Sure, yeah. sure. <laughs> um, but, it's hard to have less chances than Telos. He's yeah. so whiny. Ugh. Um, but Darkseid has been after this anti-life uh, equation for a long time. Right. Now, uh, I had to do some wiki research mm-hmm. uh, because, again, nothing about anti-monitor is easy. And this anti-life equation is also really confusing. Sure. So allow me to break down uh, basically what I think I understand of the anti-life equation. Okay. Uh, in the beginning, <laughs> oh God, you are going way far back. Do we have enough time? Should yeah. I go get more coffee? Holy crap. Um, there is, uh, there's light and light is life and, um, free will is created and free will is life. Okay. Anti-life is the opposite of free will. It okay. is total control over all sentient beings. Okay. Got it. So now... With that simplistic explanation, mm-hmm. you understand why Darkseid would want it. Because Darkseid yes. wants to rule the universe. Yes. And if he has the anti-life equation, yes. he can control everything. Got it. Got it. Um, that's it. 
Okay. That's that's as far as I'm willing to explain it to the anti life equation because <laughs> hey, if you've got an explanation, really you listening to this, if you've got an explanation that you know fills in some of the gaps, please write in. We'd yeah. love to hear from you. DC history is not my strong suit. That's all right. It's all right. I learn more and more every book I read. <laughs> I get more and more confused at the same time. Don't know how that happens. Uh, so the anti monitor has been working with Grail, who is the daughter of Darkseid. Um, they're they summon Darkseid to Earth. So those two can fight. I don't know why Antimonitor wants Darkseid dead. That I've, I've either forgotten or have just completely... Um, it's probably just because, you know, he's I, I, a I bad guy. Yeah, you know? I mean, that's, that's all yeah, they need. That, that almost seemed like Antimonitor's a good guy. Oh, really? Well, if he if he wants to fight Darkseid because he's a bad guy. I guess. Like, Antimonitor's a bad guy. Yeah. Grail's a bad girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but what's kind of... What's kind of kind of still not working out very well for me is that as easy as it kind of could be to explain, oh, anti-monitor fights dark side, dark side fight anti-monitor. There's all these other levels yeah. of stuff going on. Yeah. Um, we have all these other fights, uh, Grail and Diana. We've got um, on Apocalypse uh, a supercharged Superman. A supercharged Superman from solar energy on Apocalypse. Which has turned him into like a negative Superman. Yeah, yeah. It's a cool, I mean, cool image. He looks really cool. It looks cool. good yeah, because, looks, you know, like just polarizing. Yeah. It's just a black and white. It looks, yeah. it's just hip. Uh, him and Lex are fighting. Like, there's so many moving parts that I feel like. Mm, I feel like none of them are moving. And that's, Does that make sense? Yeah, that's actually been my problem with any Justice League book. I mean, there's, I think there's too many moving pieces and a chance for something to break down, I suppose. Which is weird coming from Secret Wars with all the characters over there, and I have no problem with it there. But, no. yeah. Um, if, if anything... Uh, all right, you know and what, then introducing this guy. Yeah, I'm like, the, who's the, the Black Racer? The, the who's Black Racer? this guy? God. Yeah, Andy Monitor just... or No, not Andy Monitor. Uh, Darkseid. Just... Pulls this brand new character out of nowhere and says, like, oh, this is the motherfucker I've been holding up my sleeve this whole time. So have we ever seen him before? I've never heard of this okay. guy once. Right, he looks like he's sure. skiing with a couple scythes. Yeah, he does. He, he has, like, spiky things yeah. hanging out of his feet. And he's supposed to be badass, but all he does is just kind of make a cut. Then we don't really see him again. And then Andy Monitor's like, oh, oh I, got a, I got a guy, too. Turns Flash into, I don't know. Uh, I think they call it anti-flash, just because they're real good with naming stuff. Yeah. Um, and oh, so that's not the same dude. That's not the black racer. No, no, no. Yeah. Oh, I totally thought that. Was, oh my they god. Look, they do look. They similar. look really similar. But I guess if you've got two bad guys fighting each other, their uh, entities that they bring forth are going to be similar. I don't know. But they don't come from similar powers. Yeah. Like I don't know why this this Flash has to look like. I really thought racer. that it was Black Racer like taking out Flash. I didn't realize it was something erupting from Flash. No, yeah, it's, it's Flash. I think turning into. Got it. Uh, because they, apparently Anti Monitor has control over the Speed Force too. Fine. Because. Because it's convenient for the story right now. Because why not? Yeah. So uh, the Anti-Flash runs through Darkseid while uh, Anti-Monitor is giving him a, a full dose of um, anti-power. Because that's just the naming scheme they, these guys use. He's even got a thing that he's holding. He's right got some kind of baton or something. I don't, I don't <laughs> get it. Uh, but it looks like Darkseid might, in fact, be dead. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. For now. Yeah. Well, as any comic book thing goes, and yeah. even as Dark Side goes, he's died enough times before. Sure. Like, it's one thing when a hero dies. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems like a matter of time before they come back. But mm-hmm. 
villains come back way more frequently. Yeah, because we usually only think that they're dead. Yeah. He like, does look awfully dead here. I mean, but... He did run through him. Yeah, that, uh, that could be kind of, a smoking hole in Yeah, him, a smoking so. hole in, inside of his body. Mm, mm, mm. Um, and so his like, little chest thing is all busted up. That can't be good. I know. I know. That little, little ro- ruby it's, thing it's, that's yeah, in there. It's all busted. Uh, clasp. <laughs> yeah, seriously. It does look like a little brooch. 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 Yeah, there you go. Brooch. 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 I have no idea. I see it written out. People don't usually say it out loud. Yeah, it's one of those words. Yeah. Because <laughs> we don't have them anymore. We don't, we don't tend to use that one. I think I mean, brooch. We have that one, but people call them pins now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I guess from here on for the rest of the Dark Side War, it's now the Anti-Monitor War. Okay. Because... He's still standing and mm. relatively doing all right. Next issue is called The Death of Darkseid, so... Yeah, which seems redundant, because we isn't that what we just saw? Well, now we have the aftermath. We have to deal with the yeah. fallout of The Death of Darkseid. The Side. funeral of, of Darkseid, yeah. the, the will of Darkseid, the last cre- will and testament of Darkseid. <laughs> no, jeez. I want credit for the fact that I have not once said Darkseid, because every time I look at it, I'm like, it looks like it's pronounced Darkseid. Oh, it no, does. it totally, it yeah, totally yeah, does. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I before E, though. Yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. We're just kind of talking about it because it's a DC book to kind of break up the Marvel stuff. Sure. Uh, I'm not really enjoying Justice League other than um, the, the, nice. the artwork yeah. from Jason um, Favok. I think it's Jason. We'll find out. Oh, it's going to be one of these books with the credits <laughs> in the back. Oh, huh? oh really? Yeah, I thought they would just wait until like five or six pages no. and do it. Yeah, Jason Fallbrook. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, that's kind of the, the best thing. I, Jeff Johns is really kind of off the rails on this story. Right. There's just way too much going on. I think it would have been much cooler to remove Anti-Monitor and Darkseid from this completely uh, and just kind of make Grail the big villain. Right. Uh, and like an army she brings up. Connect it to Dark Side. Let let it be known so you can kind of touch on that later. Sure. But just, just way too much going on. Miracle is, Man popping around, and he should be a bigger thing, but he's not because there's just so much other shit. Is this is any of this? I mean, we just got that announcement last month about the two million dollar shortfall in DC, and let's stop with the bad girling and everything. Is this part of the flailing that they're doing? Is this like them getting mm, a little desperate? I don't or? think so because like. Right after Convergence, the next issue was Dark Side War. Okay. So, I mean, this has been going for four months at least. All right. All right. Um, and I don't know, like, it depends on your interpretation of uh, of, of what they were saying there. Yeah. Like, there's the Batgirling, but also, like, a return to normal comics. Yeah. Like, yeah. is this giant event stuff normal? I don't know. Or is it before giant event books... Where we just told like two, three arc stories and then went back and started another one. We've never figured out what they meant by meat and potatoes. You know, yeah. your idea was stop it with the big giant crossover events. My idea was stop it with the very complex character development and get back to people just punching each other. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Uh, who knows? Yeah. Uh, but it's still going. Uh, I am now not really a fan of any of the Justice League books because JLA, I'm, I'm not in for this whole uh, row. You know, God of Krypton thing. I'm I'm real bored of. Yeah. Uh, so well, it's just more DC books. I just don't care about. Yeah. Uh, for more uh, endings, Ghost Riders number five, four Ghost came out. Racers, number racers. Four. Yeah, there, there we go. Ghost Racers starring Ghost Riders. Yeah. Uh, four came out. Um, I don't think we've talked about where we've been on this book. 
I think it's, uh, it's kind of been towards the bottom. Yeah, pretty and not much. for any lack of the book not being good. I think the book's been good. It's just been so many other books have been better. Better, but I think reading through it, it's been really good at doing a standard thing. It is. It's very. It's a straightforward story. Yeah. You know, you've got just the idea on a, on a high level. You've got you know people who are being imprisoned against their will and forced to fight and their existence is terrible and what's going to happen to them and on a real basic level it's like how many different ghost writers can we think of you know that has been and there was one in this one that i'm like yes okay uh there are now three of the greatest ghost writers we'll never see in a a, a book ever again Uh, we've already had the centaur one which we we knew was centaur with like a cowboy thing going on And Gatling guns on the side. We're like, that's badass. That is that's cool. cool. That's, that's very cool. cool. Uh, and then uh, I saw Ghost Rider on a shark. Ghost Rider on a shark was good. And I he like never got to the front of a panel. No. It's always been in the background. Just like a shark with like flames coming out of his yeah. mouth. I'm like, oh man, come on. More of that. Yeah. And you think you can't beat that <sighs> on a shark flying. The second I saw this one and this one, I'm like... Well done. Well done. Very nice. Uh, they they step it up again. Uh, fucking, you know what? I, w- I want to give the, the 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 writer credit for this kind of bonkers. Uh, I remember even the artist was even talking about when he had been given the task of making a ghost writer centaur. He thought, I'm never going to be able to do that. And then yeah. he did it so well. I can't imagine what he thought when the guy told him what his next yeah. trick was going to be. So Felipe Smith, who I think uh, has worked with um, Scotty Young on Rocket, mm-hmm. um, art by one um, Gideon, we get probably the... I feel like this this could possibly be the next Spider-Gwen, where one little lark yes. becomes... Super extreme, because I want more of this. Yes. A T-Rex. Yes. A T-Rex Ghost Rider. Yes. Who I have to assume in this world would be like Devil Dinosaur. Yes. So let's take Devil Dinosaur. Yeah. Make him a Ghost Rider. Yes. That's not good enough. Let's give him robot arms. Yes. Yes. So he can fight things. Yes. That's still not good enough. Nope. He needs to ride a fucking jet. <laughs> You see a raptor, no less, going down the road, just like leaning forward, this jet propelling him along. I'm like, this is awesome! It was really cool. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, that was pretty and badass. Then, like, and he gets to be in the front uh, yep. of the of some of the panels. He gets to kind of do a thing. Again, I have, I have to say it, Devil Dinosaur, because that that makes the most sense. Devil Dinosaur with robot arms as a Ghost Rider. <laughs> Riding a jet like fucking Green Goblin. Yeah, like he's not in, in case you think we mean he's in the no. jet like piloting. No, he's like standing on top of it as this drives like forward. I'm like, rider. Because at first when I saw him, I thought, oh, there's a ghost rider who's riding, riding on a jet. I didn't realize, no, the dinosaur is the ghost rider. He's yeah. riding on a jet. I'm like, that's just so <laughs> hilarious. And it was awesome. It really was. I mean, it's just like... At this point, just go for it. You know, yeah. oh, it's really yeah. it was props to them. That was pretty awesome. Like all the Ghost Riders have been pretty cool yeah. in their kind yeah. of concepts yeah. and stuff like that. But man, you just <laughs> you'll never beat that. I and I really I thought you know the Centaur was pretty damn cool, and it's also like it's nice to just pull out all the stops for the final issue, you yeah. know, and it didn't feel like we were talking about when you introduce a new ability in the last page of a book. That's usually kind of cheap. We'd never seen this guy before, and it totally felt just perfect. It yeah. just it felt because he wasn't great. important to the story or anything. No. I mean, and it's not like 
Although, yeah, like maybe we could have seen him earlier. No, it would have. This was clearly the point in the story where you pull out all the stops. Exactly, because they've actually, like, you know, um, uh, Reyes's brother is uh, an igniter, is what they call mm-hmm. him, which I like that name. Um, and his little brother's been captured and put into the race, sort of as punishment for Reyes, you know, bailing. So it makes sense that they would probably bring out the most dangerous ones to fight against yeah. them. Because they're like, no, we want this kid dead. We want, you know, a good punishment. Um, so, yeah. So a dinosaur. Why not? Yeah. You know, that's just, it was it was awesome. It was very cool. So much fun to see that. <laughs> and then the rest of the story is also kind of, I mean, it's straightforward. You know, Reyes comes in to save his brother. Yeah. Manages to convince everybody that all the igniter spirits really ought to be on the same side. And they come in um, and... he uh, He attacks... I could never figure out, ever, even reading the word, I could never figure out how I was going to have to say, um, the, the guy who controls all the other igniters, there's that dinosaur. I know, awesome, yes. <laughs> Shut up and take my money. Um, <laughs> See, Arcade's the guy who's yeah, running everything, Arcade's but running, this is the guy who's running. big winged buddy. Zadriel? Z- That's Z- K, though. Zad, well, let's try it. Zadkiel? Zadkiel? I think it's Zadkiel. And I think he even has a longer name than that. Let me just look real quick. Nope, they just say Zadkiel. Yeah. The, yeah. I think he might have a title. But. He says Zadkiel, the dark-born angel, archangel of death. So yes. I guess that's his first and last name. Zadkiel, <laughs> Mr. dark-born archangel of death. Mr. Of death? Mr. Of death. <laughs> Mr. Darkborn? <laughs> Middle name archangel. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Uh, so Zadkiel has been... The one in control of all the other igniters, but Robbie, who gets his spirit of vengeance from someplace else, uh-huh. uh, we know to be called Eli, goes up and just sucks his soul right now? It seems to be. It looks like. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and now all the ghost riders are free, and they stop fighting each other. And Arcade, who... I've really liked seeing him pop up in this in this one singular role where he runs this Coliseum. He is this twisted, uh, kind of almost um, Mojo esque character mm-hmm. where he's trying. He's making entertainment for the world, but it's this really gruesome, yeah. dangerous stuff, and he has just no uh, cares. Right. It doesn't bother him. Right. Um, Arcade gets it. Um, I-, I like how. All the Ghost Riders are like, we're not done. Like we're, they don't seem to be like, okay, we can finally go home. Like, nope. oh no, 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 we've got a job to do, and that's to punish the wicked. That's what Ghost Riders exist yeah. for, you know. That's their very existence. So yeah, they're gonna leave the Coliseum, and then they they tell everybody in the yeah. uh, the stadium, if you see us again, you better pray that you didn't do anything bad because we'll take you out. Yeah, you know? yeah. There's um, a great splash page at the end too. There's like a, a double truck. Going through here, showing all of them, you know, oh, yelling yeah, yeah. spirits of vengeance is pretty cool looking. It's very neat. It is sweet. Where's where's the where's dinosaur? Our, where's the oh, dinosaur? There, there he is. is. <laughs> He's on this jet. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want to. I want a cover of that. I want one of them blank. Uh, the the blank version yes, covers. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, and, like I'll buy a Ghost Rider blank version, and I just want s- some artist to do that for me. And they even they name him at one point too. Oh, uh, T-Rex. Big Boy T-Rider Rex. T-Rider That's what Rex. it is. Big yeah. Boy T-Rider Rex. Nice. I prefer to just assume it's, it's Devil Dinosaur. Yeah. I, I do like they did give him robot sense. arms because, you know, T-Rexes look a little yeah, silly with the teeny yeah. little arms. But no, this guy, he's, got, he's been upgraded. Like, 
it'd be it'd be bad enough. Um, T Rex, breathing fire, flame That's, skull, yeah, uh, riding a jet <laughs> that he has control over. You can shoot sure. missiles and shit like that. Yeah. That's pretty good. Uh, but just something about robot arms just be like that's it <laughs> that's this. there's no stopping that him. was the one thing that's that's the reason there's, the only reason why the T-Rexes went extinct all this little teeny his, tiny his arms one little weakness yep yep um, lastly uh, Batman Annual number four uh, I'm not a fan of buying five dollar books yeah but you know what I liked this but one but this this one this uh, a good story this one was good uh, James Tinian the fourth who will remember wrote uh, Mimetic Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, just as one uh, nice long story of Bruce Wayne coming back to Wayne Manor. Um, uh, Alfred's trying to kind of work him back into the manor itself. He's not trying to make him Batman. He just wants him to live the life he was meant to live. And he wants him home. He wants really him home and, yeah. and, and happy and all that. Um, but if you remember, Wayne Manor became Arkham Manor for a while. So all the crazies were there. So the, the crazies were getting uh, removed, which seems like really poor planning. Like, oh, yeah, we just got the last three most dangerous this morning. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, take a tour of the house. Like, no, no, no. Shouldn't somebody maybe clean up? Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe we should go through and make I mean, sure. they were so afraid of them getting out that, like, uh, Edward Dingba, rather yeah. than take him out of his cell, they just took out the entire cell with yeah. him in it. They didn't want to open the door. Yeah. So, yeah, no, he's not... I, I can't even... I mean, with everything you know about Arkham, the idea of setting foot into Arkham itself is bad enough, but living in a house where Arkham inmates were in there, and I'm like, no, I don't... Yeah, yeah. I mean, if it wasn't for the fact that this is, like, Batman's house, and, like, there's all the, yeah. like, Batman... The Batcave and all this other stuff. Like, if it was any other just regular matter, I'd be like, oh, no, you no. clearly have to burn that place but, to the yeah, Exactly, exactly. And maybe, everything in it. Maybe that's the other reason why Alfred really wanted him to come back. Because you can't let anybody else Probably. have it with all the Batcave stuff that's in there. and you can't, you can't let it fall into wrong hands. And I would assume maybe there's just too much for Alfred to... Um, I don't know, hide or do something with. I guess or... I, I liked the he was giving Bruce a little tour. The way he explains to Bruce, because Bruce doesn't remember anything about being Batman, but he's like, you know, yeah, you fortified this place really well, you know, just in case. Like there is a chandelier <laughs> that's electrified in one of the rooms, and it will collapse if you say the word canasta. And yeah. it's just that's an example he gives him of everything in this place is a little on the crazy like, side. What if someone's a fan of real shitty games? I, that's maybe that's why he did it he was just like the people who come to bruce wayne parties would not want to play that yeah. game so you know and if they did we would want to change we really really that's actually it's win-win it's a nice it really distraction is. it is it really is but yeah that's just him explaining you know this is how the situation yeah. is and um now uh is it julie who's with him now julie julie so that's she, his girlfriend who used to be a friend of his i guess or it's his girlfriend at the um uh, youth center Got that it. Bruce has been at. Yeah. I think she runs it or something. And, but she remembers him from childhood. Somebody makes a comment at one point that she remembers what Bruce was like after his parents died. Yeah, they do kind of refer to that. Yeah. There's a handful of things here. Like, I've only been reading the Batman core book. I've been reading um, Dark Knight or Detective. Right. There's things going on in this book that I don't know are trying to casually be retconned or if they've been retconned in other worlds. Like with um, Mr. Freeze, mm -hmm. 
I remember reading the Batman Annual number one, where they brought in the new Mr. Freeze, and he wasn't like the great scientist he was before. Nora wasn't his wife that really? he lamented. No, like, Nora was a girl he obsessed over to a dangerous degree, and if I remember correctly, he kind of killed Nora. Well, that's interesting, because that was... I don't know. I'm a fan of villains that have something about him that you identify with. Yeah. And so the idea that he lost his wife and that's why he's crazy. Yeah. But yeah, if he was good that way. But I guess, I don't know if you're going for less the villain you can identify and more the villain who was crazy even before he became a villain. You know, that's another place to take it. Yeah, he was definitely crazy before. Okay. Um, now, it's been a while since I read that one. So I don't like maybe he was kind of a scientist. Right. But the thing with him and Nora definitely is, as I remember, they were not together. Okay. He was obsessed. Um, is he that killed like his a... own mom oh, like, wow. as a child. Like, he's always been fucked up. Is that So is that a New 52 retcon yeah, type? that's okay. the New 52 retcon. Got it. So in here, he's talking about how, if it wasn't for Batman, that, you know, him and Nora would be happy together in, like, working in Wayne Tech. Because knowing what I know now, I mean, I read that before, like, no, oh, he's still sad. And now I'm yeah. hearing that going, oh, he's still crazy. So, yeah. You know? Yeah. Hmm. Like, it, it kind of seemed like they were trying to just verbally drop the notes of, like, oh, no, like, the way everyone likes Mr. Freeze, the old Freeze, that's still true. That's still kind of true. He still has this stupid tuff of hair on his head. Sure, sure, but sure. Is this... Post-convergence, maybe? It's post-convergence. See, convergence, like, what did what did New Good 52 point. change and what did convergence change? So Good now point. we don't know. May, I guess maybe it is slightly different. No. Uh, <laughs> damn now, it. Once again. We, we were done with you. No, apparently still not. Still fucking up our day. Not yet. Uh, but really, the, the I think the best part of this book um, is the way James Tingen puts the story together. You have Riddler. Clayface and Freeze. Uh, they work together on a plan to um, sneak away into the manor while Clayface dummies are taken as their, um, uh, like taken away as right. if them. So everyone thinks they're out of the house. Which is as big and sprawling as that manor is. That was my worry from the beginning. I'm like, yeah. did you get them all out? Yeah. Are you why, sure? Yeah. You know? This is why you don't bring Bruce Wayne in. Hours after you bring in the last of No. Like, come on. You wait a few days at the very least. Yeah. What are you, new? <laughs> Have you never read a comic yeah. book before? God. Come on now. Uh, so they stay behind because they know that the house is supposed to go back to Wayne. And they have this big grudge. And the grudge is that... Um, they blame Wayne for Batman. Yeah, they he was. They think he was funding Batman. Yes, and that's like Bruce Wayne came out during Batman Inc. saying like, "Yeah, I fund the Batman. Okay, that's a thing. I do it. I'm not Batman. Right. Don't don't if you don't read into it, I'm not Batman. It's a pretty good red herring, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. So to kind of get revenge on Batman, they decide to go after Bruce. Right. But their big hangup is is that to them, Bruce seems crazy because only a crazy person would fund this other crazy person. Right, right. Uh, and they're taking the victim role of, like, Batman has beaten us up so bad. Yeah. Riddler shows all these scars on his body from right. fights with Batman. He's like, only a crazy person would lead all this to happen. And they're like, oh, everyone knows the Wayne murders. That made this little boy a crazy man who did all this stuff. Sure. They were mad that... 
because Bruce Wayne has lost his memory, which I guess is public knowledge now. That's apparently. Um, that Bruce Wayne isn't suffering. Exactly. He gets to have... He gets to go back to his home. He's got the girlfriend. He's got the butler. He's got all of the money. And he's going to get his happy ending. And they're yeah. like, we don't get our happy ending. So you don't either. Yeah. So they stay behind to create this scenario where um, Alfred and Julie will be killed in front of Bruce. Yeah. Hopefully even, hoping to make a new crazy or yeah. to bring the old crazy out. Or at the very least, make sure that even though he's got a chance at a second life, it'll still be shitty because yeah. they're going to kill the people that he loves. But what's really good is for at least halfway of this book, yeah. maybe up to three quarters, it's kind of reading like maybe they know Bruce Wayne was Batman. Right. So as we're reading, we're like, oh, well, like, did they how? Yeah. I would understand if Riddler knew, that would kind of make sense. Yeah. You know, point me to the dots and I'll connect them. Sure. Um, Freeze and uh, Clayface aren't that smart. No, no. But they're they're pretty good in the high-level minion role, actually. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're, they're definitely, you know, villains to be to be tampered with. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's that kind of guessing game for a while. And how to see, in the end, Bruce Wayne, not Batman, but still not... Helpless, still very intelligent. Yes. Still defeats Riddler, Clayface, and, and Freeze. And he does it using the one thing that Batman... I mean, sure, Batman is not Batman anymore, but he's still got money. And he's still way stupid smart, you know? Yeah. And I loved how Alfred kept trying to give him a gun. And he's like, no, I don't know how to... I don't know what to do with yeah. these things. And only because that's not a... That's not a Batman thing. That's a Bruce Wayne thing. I'm sure it's because his parents were killed by yeah, a gun. Yeah. I mean, he's, he wouldn't he's, want... he's never liked guns for that reason. So he like points. Uh, he points a gun at the Riddler, and Riddler's like, "Well, you're not going to shoot me." He's like, "Well, maybe I will." And he shoots, and Riddler's like, "Naha, you missed." But he wasn't aiming for mm-hmm. Riddler. He was aiming for the transmitter that had kept his friend from calling in the Batbot, Jim yeah. Gordon, and that was really. And then he's like, "Oh, and also by the way, Canasta." <laughs> like, yeah. yay! That was awesome. And it drops, and it. I I don't... It, it's not explained very well, but the fact that it drops on Clayface and Freeze uh, immobilized them. Yes, yes, because it did something to Clayface's it, shape-changing powers and, and it couldn't it overloads change. overloads uh, Freeze's system. Sure. All right, whatever. Honestly, <laughs> if we had an electrified chandelier fall on us, we wouldn't be doing so well either, so, you know. Good point, fine. good point. Yes, exactly. Uh, That's science. And then, and then just a good sucker punch to Riddler and all is well. <laughs> With his comment, too, because Riddler had been going on earlier, but look at all the scars he left on me. And then Bruce is like, let's see if this leaves the scar and just punches him across yeah. the face. So, um, so I did find that to be, um, I was kind of taken aback by, by that. When, when Riddler opens his shirt and there's scars all over him. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, yeah, I, yeah. I guess, I guess so. Like. Like, granted, Batman's not going around cutting people. No. People get hurt, and they but get cut, and they fall through debris, and they get bloodied. We, we talked about, like, with boxing matches before, that that's something I hadn't realized before, was that if you hit somebody hard enough, you're probably going to break yeah. the skin just with the force of the blow. Yeah. So, yeah. With the number of times he's been kicked, and, you know, the bat costume has a lot of pointy edges on it, so that's going to yeah. leave a mark. Like, um, the... Jared Leto Joker and yeah. his like gold teeth and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're actually saying, "Well, yeah, Batman's knocked his teeth out." That's, that's true. Like that's just the replacements that he oh, that he has. Yeah, you get kicked in the face that many times. Sure, yeah, right? That's really yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, 
I'm typically not a big fan of annuals because I usually feel they're kind of fluff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like this was a good story. I like it. I've liked Tinian's writing. I haven't read everything. Um, I didn't read any of um, Batman Eternal. But I've, I haven't been disappointed with what I have read. It's also kind of setting up in a way for the fact that Bruce Wayne's not going to be invisible to the bad guys of Gotham. If yeah. the word has gotten around, if, if it's what he said, that he was funding the Batman, there's going to be people with a grudge. So he's not going to be able to be your typical... He's not safe. Right. He's, he can't just sit back in his comfy mansion and you know have his nice buffets with lots of rich people and everything. He's going to have to watch his back. Yeah. Uh, and I maybe that conflict is where eventually we'll see Batman come back into yeah. the cowl. Because we know, we know it'll it's happen eventually. It's yeah, happening. it'll definitely happen. Uh, so if there are any books that you guys have read that you feel need to be talked about for the good or the worse, uh, you know you can always get a hold of us and let us know. We'll talk about it on the podcast. You can reach us on any of our social medias, Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, Google+, Pinterest, DeviantArt, Instagram. Instagram. <laughs> can never <sighs> forget Instagram because no. I'm addicted. You're going to an Instagram meetup party. I am. I am yeah. leaving here and going to where other crazy people. We're going to take pictures of each other. It'll yeah. be fun. Uh, so go to the Instagram and uh, find find Elizabeth. Uh, she loves it so much. She had to get her own. Yep. I'm just kicking back like, nah. if I find something, I'll post it on Comic <laughs> it, it works. It works. It's all good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yes, Instagram as well, or you can email us at comicissues at gmail.com. We are part of the pixelatedgeek.com uh, whole network full of all kinds of other podcasts. If you like uh, Nightville or just a couple of girls just talking some nerdy stuff, you've got a binary podcast, binary system That's good. Podcast. That's right. I don't want to mess it up. I'm sure if you put searching. binary podcast, it'd probably show up too. So Hopefully. you know how the internet works. You got the yeah. SEO working out real well for you, right? Hopefully. Yeah. I hope, anyway. Yeah. Uh, two Geeks in a Podcast, Pixel Clicks, Movie Issues, all good times uh, for all of your uh, multifaceted uh, geek desires. Yes, if there's something that we're not talking about and you want us to talk about it, let us know. We'll either Absolutely. make a podcast about it or we'll talk about it on this one. You know Absolutely. Yeah. Next month, November 15th, we've got Crane Con. We'll be out again. We're, uh, we're going to have a booth, probably have another panel, uh, have more good times, all in uh, support of the... Um, Rady Children's Rady's Hospital. Rady's Children's Hospital uh, yeah. charity for them. All you do, you bring a toy, you get in, you got vendors, you got shows, cosplay, all that good stuff. It's a good time. If you're in the San Diego area, we highly recommend it. Last year it was really just a blast. There was a lot of people a lot who of fun. Up. Yeah. A lot of fun. Uh, and um, any other stuff that's going on that I can't remember? I, there is stuff. I just can't remember fine details. <laughs> go to the website. Uh, you can go uh, and get this uh, this comic-y goodness mainline to your veins at comic-issues.com. So until next week, everybody, I'm Anthony Solo. Elizabeth Wallace. Man, good people.